Hello, Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that wants you to tell them that joke you know. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along with me two members of the League of Shadows to talk to you about Batman Begins. We've got Sequel. The podcast that would like to borrow it for Spelunking. And Corey. The podcast that won't kill you, but doesn't have to save you. And I've got an honorable mention of the podcast that wants to know what all those push-ups are for if you can't lift a bloody log. Before we do Batman Begins and even let you know what we've been watching, we have some stuff to take care of in the form of emails. I know. That's plural. You guys have been doing your job. And we appreciate it. We really do. Our first one's from a fan named Aiden, who writes, Dear Zero's Talking Heroes, I love your podcast. My personal favorites are Black Panther and Deadpool. I was wondering if you could do one about Son of Batman. Personally, I hated that movie, but I would like to know what you guys thought about it. Anywho, I'm glad that you are vegetarians, because personally I would not want to be fed to people. Their mouths might smell weird. I don't know what you're talking about, or why we think we're, why you think we're vegetarians. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know that reference. I don't know what happened here. (laughs) But alright. I like that email. It's uh, (laughs) a... That was good. Also, he writes, P.S. Hi, Mr. Corey. I feel weird just calling you Corey since you're an authoritative figure, but I already forgot your last name. Sorry. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible how, how few of them know my last name. <laughs> Thank you for that email, Aiden. We'll, uh, we'll send Corey to class with a, an apple for you or something. That's not how it works. Strong high No? <laughs> I, you probably can't bring an apple and give it to a student. No. That would be weird. No, yeah. There are probably rules against that now. Yeah. Definitely are. I will give him a strong high five, though. There you go. Uh, not one that hurts. Good, good. Lawsuits are hard. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Thanks again, Aiden. Sorry you thought we were vegetarians. I don't know how that happened. Love meat, dude. <laughs> I wonder if it's something that was, if there was a joke in Deadpool, in the Deadpool episode? Maybe? Possibly. It's, it's, that, that was, was episode two so long two, ago. Like, that I, was like 95 episodes ago. I also wow. wasn't on that episode, so I couldn't tell you. Also true. One of the early ones is this kid's favorite. Interesting. So, yeah. so, Aiden, if you want to email us again, let us know what the heck that was. <laughs> if it's a reference that we just blinked on, that we said, it happens. And the other email we have is from our familiar friend, Bennett. There he is. Member of the team. How's my boy Bennett doing, Joe? We're about to find out. I can't wait. His email's entitled, Every Episode. He writes, Hey, Joe and the boys. Boys spelled with a Z. Ooh. That's cool. Isn't it? It's it hip. I like it. <laughs> I just spent the last week and a half to two weeks listening to every single episode, and you guys definitely deserve the podcasting gauntlet. There's been ups and downs, spills, thrills, and chills, and you've weathered the storms of some of the best and worst superhero movies. Way to go. High five each other, and then all hands in the middle for one, two, three friendship. That's kind of how that works. How did he know that they all go in the middle? (laughs) My hand's here. Bennett, I just want to let you know, nobody else wants to do it, but I'm here for it. Matt's not here. I'm reluctantly do it. doing it, but it's also 3-2-1 friendship. It, it is. is. I'm going to put my pinky in. Fair <laughs> enough. 3-2-1? Okay, friendship. Friendship's still the best show, guys. As long as we can accept that. I just took off Friday from work so I could thoroughly enjoy the new Infinity War movie. Can't believe this is ten years in the making. I, too, took off Friday to watch it. I, I always want to now. I almost feel like Joe is Bennett. I'm not. I promise you. I've never been to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, Bennett has, like, intimate knowledge of things in Kansas City that we definitely don't. I don't know the current state of drive throughs in Kansas City, That's yet true. he does. He does. <laughs> I can't just make that up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could. We're not going to know any different. <laughs> uh, I can't believe this is ten years in the making. I can't wait to see how much better than Justice League it is. DC sucks. <laughs> Right to the point. Well, right Bennett's, the... Bennett's chosen aside. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> Haven't we all? FYI, I know it's hard to remember all the prior shows, but since I just listened to the whole back catalog, I thought I'd report sequels, current gauntlets. This part makes me laugh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hold on, let me, uh, let me just put... <laughs> Don't worry, it's totally not accurate. Oh, all right. <laughs> not, like, I think I remember mine. <laughs> the list is Howard the Duck, uh, The yeah. Princess Bride, uh, Police Academy, yeah. Spawn... <laughs> Nope. The Hebrew Hammer oh. and Valeria. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Get the joke. This Academy wasn't terrible. That's the best movie on that list. Well, actually, I, th- I think Princess Bride is the best movie on the list. Prince- yeah, Bride is the best. Probably movie on the list. is. Uh, just yeah. 
that's a conversation for yeah, a different time. I would rank them, but we don't have time for that. Uh, I really think there's something wrong with that boy. <laughs> also, Matt, show up for the podcast. This is your verbal warning. Next time it's a written warning, it goes on your permanent record. Attendance matters. <laughs> Finally, due to Matt's attendance and my fickleness, Joey, you are my new favorite. Thanks for hurting this pack of rabid squirrels into a very enjoyable show. Frank, keep being you, and when Joe eventually drops the ball, you're my next favorite, but keep it on the DL. I don't want to hurt Joe's feelings. I like that he's a schedule lined up. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute about how that makes me four out of five? At least you're not five, dude. Yeah, sequel is very firmly five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but sequel gets sequel gets brought up. I'm like just like this, whatever's like. I'm getting the fucking you know what, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure he'll mention you in the next email. Corey, you're, you're my right? favorite. Thanks. Aww, I love you too. Joe, you're my favorite too. Thanks. It's tied. It's a is it a four way tie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you want me to <laughs> Whispers and all uh, One will listen, one will not <laughs> That's fair uh, I'm going to have to think of something to mail you for your 100th episode What do you want, a trade paperback, a Blu-ray, a signed autograph of some obscure side character from one of the bad movies you've seen? Yes, I mean, that, no. that one Definitely that Honestly, one Honestly, <laughs> we don't have like a P.O. box set up or anything Blu-ray <laughs> Sequel always wants a Blu-ray. I'm, I'm all day, every day. Firmly in the sequel, you're getting a really shitty Blu-ray. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm firmly <laughs> in the autograph from some obscure side character in a movie we hated. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I mean, if you can do that, let us know. But otherwise, we don't actually have like a mailbox set up. So for the hundredth episode, what we're actually going to be doing is I want to do a Q and A. So what you can do is send us in at least one good question that we'll answer for you. That's awesome. That's a great idea. And that goes for everyone else out there listening. ZTHpodcast at gmail.com. Send us in questions for our 100th episode. This is going to be 97, I believe. So it's going to be Infinity Wars, one more, and then we've hit 100. Yeah. Okay. So we'll yeah. have that, and we won't be doing a movie for the 100th episode. We'll be doing something else Ooh. in the Q&A. Cool. In case we don't get any questions, I want to... I really on. hope we get... Well, Bennett's going to provide us for questions. I hope I so. Think will... I hope I can improve for you, Bennett. <laughs> I think Urban will come through. What can I do to make your day better? <laughs> Pretty sure Urban will come through. I think Urban hates us now. Why? I miss you, Mr. Urban. I'm sure he doesn't hate us. Probably not. He was just drunk and angry that one time. <laughs> that one time. Uh, I che- like the internship. <laughs> Shoot me. It's a fun movie. Cheers, mates, and keep up the hard work. All of us in Kansas City and podcast land appreciate it. Bennett. P.S. Here is my favorite movies. So if something is off, sequel can get back at me by laughing at my picks. I'll just briefly go over his... He included his 15 best movies of all time. His 15 best movies of all time? This is what he writes. Can you please say all of them? Yeah. All right. He put them here. I love this. Okay. I don't know if this is in order or not, but uh, he put Blade Runner 2049. Okay. I'm I'm the only one on the planet that will include this in the best of the best. I mean, I hear that movie's really good. Yeah. If you're into Blade Runner, which no one on this podcast is. I haven't seen it yet. I might like that one. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Good. Pick. Good movie. Solid. Empire Strikes Back. Good movie. Awesome. He's doing good so far. Big Jurassic Harrison Park. Ford fans. Three Harrison Ford so far. <laughs> yeah, right. That one was Jurassic Park. Excellent. Good movie. Halloween. Solid. Nice. Solid pick. Back to the Future. Love good. it. Good pick, good pick. That's in my top. Ten. I'm a big fan of this next one, Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Perfectly fine. Perfectly acceptable. The Dark Knight. Uh, I yeah. love it. Casablanca. That's a good one. It's classic. Wow. Okay. Charade, I've seen that movie. Don't know that one. I, I don't like know it. what the hell that is. It's a, it's an Audrey Hepburn movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's good, I like it. Uh, mm. Singing in the Rain, never okay. seen it. Ooh, music. Okay. How to Steal a Million, I've also seen that. My girlfriend also would like your list, Bennett. <laughs> 310 to Yuma, the modern version, as in Gladiator vs. Batman. Wow! Uh, you know what, that movie really gets shit on a lot more than it should. That I movie s- was perfectly fine. I saw fine. that in theaters, perfectly yeah. fine. Nice father-son story. Yeah. Never seen it. Aliens... The second one. Nice. Because it's better than the first one. Ah, it's just, it's different. They're it's definitely really different. good. Aliens yeah. is like an action movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Aliens is straight sci-fi. Sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah. stalker yeah. horror. Yeah. And the last one is Fellowship of the Ring. It's All right. hard to compete with that, man. It's, it's, I can't fault a lot of things on your list. I haven't seen any of the ones I would question. I would say Return of the King is a little bit better than Fellowship of the Ring. Like, I'm surprised Return of the King doesn't get brought up more for the greatest movie. Probably because it's so fucking time. long. There's like four different endings yeah. like with the director's cut and all that, but... The, the movie's just too long. And it, and it doesn't have... Yeah, I, I think that when when movies don't just end, it's... 
Oh, this, well, Fellowship is leads into. Like, yeah. There's also something to be said for the first movie of the series. Very solid. They do it first. Yeah. Very solid list. Though. Good list, Bennett. I like that. You've impressed sequel, and that's hard to do. Yeah, it really is. Unless <laughs> you're a mystery man, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, Bennett and Aiden. Once again, that email address, we want to send us questions for our 100th episode, or just, you know, fun emails that we read and make fun of us. ZTHpodcast at gmail.com. Cool. Now, let's do what we've been watching this week. And, Corey, you're up. I watched uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I was flipping through... Is uh, that the second new one? The most recent one. This mo- okay. I think it's technically the end of the story, also. Yes. Um, right. It should be. It should be. Right. Everything it seems that way. See, I've never gotten into those, but I kind of want to. The movies aren't bad. Franco's in one of them, isn't he? Franco's in the original, Rise of the Planet, or whatever. The, okay. the, the first reboot. yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, this whole thing is technically a prequel story. Right. This all leads up to what happens oh, in the first, the original. The movie's fine. What it does for me, though, is question how Andy Serkis hasn't won any major acting awards. I know he's, like, it's hard because he's never actually playing himself, except in, like, Black Panther. He's always motion captured as a different thing. But he is phenomenal. He like the way he can manage to make a chimp exude the amount of emotion that the chimp does is really really impressive. I mean, it, it's super real. It's super good. Yeah, this he like for Academy Awards. Academy's ever been recognized. I know that. he's and got a shot like a lifetime achievement award. Oh yeah, career, and I think that's but... what's going to end up happening. He's going to get a lifetime achievement, and it's a shame because again, he did better in that role than some people do at other roles in general. Like, it's crazy that a man dressed up in a weird suit with a bunch of dots all over his body can put out a better performance than some of the big names that we've seen. I would also venture to say he probably doesn't care about that because he just loves what he does. Oh, for sure. For sure. And what that leads me into watching that movie is that it is a movie that definitely helps lay the groundwork for the next thing I saw, which was A Quiet Place. Because most of... War for the Planet of the Apes is silent in the same way that um, A Quiet Place was. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, because the mon- only... Caesar's the only monkey who can talk. Everybody else is just doing sign language with him. So there's a bunch of talking, like, big action sequences, but when they're just walking around in the woods or whatever, it's, it's all... it's just silent. apes. When it's just apes, it's all sign language. And then I saw A Quiet Place, like I said, and that movie was really good. Really, really good. I... They did a great job in all the promotional materials at burying the lead. Yes. Like, no way. Like, I think you told me. I was like, shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Changes. It changes everything. Right. Changes the whole thing. You're so anxious during that movie. Too. Yeah. You're like, mm. I almost went to see it. Was that? I almost went to see it. Oh, you haven't seen yeah. it yet? No. Okay, so I can't. Please don't spoil it. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I um, appreciate it. I wish we had a little more. It's an hour and 35 minutes, so it's super quick. We get in and get out, and I feel like it doesn't give enough time for some of the plot to develop as much as I would like. I could see some spots where they could. Exp- I see some spots where they could expand, and that's what the only thing that disappoints me. I mean, you could do a prequel to it if you wanted to. A sequel would be kind of pointless. At this oh, point. sequels definitely not definitely right. pointless. I don't. I, don't, I want. I want like it's standalone. I, I, I feel. I want ten, fifteen more minutes with the daughter. Yeah, well, not to spoil anything, she's the most intriguing character yeah. by far. And we get and we don't get as much of her as I would like. No, but did you pick up on her situation right away? No, just based I did because they do something very clever. We'll talk about it. Later. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm I, sorry, you guys done. <laughs> I will also. I, I walked in the movie like three to five minutes late. Oof! You missed the origin story of the thing. I don't know. You might have. That might have been the clever. Aspect. It, it is towards the beginning. I'm not sure if it's right in the, the beginning. The first thing I walk in on is Krasinski running across the bridge. Yeah, all right, then you missed it. Okay, you can tell me. You can still tell me about because I've seen the rest of it. So. Sure. Uh, I'm done though. That's what I've been watching, Joe. Siegel, what did you watch? I watched a ton of movies last week. I went to the movies twice. Nice. I saw Isle of Dogs. Was it good? So weird, man. It's like the weirdest Wes Anderson movie. That's I, it's tough to do. It's, Watching the trailer, I can understand why you say that. It's so it's so freaking strange. It's um it's a good story though. 
I, I was entertained. It wasn't the longest movie. I think it was an hour and a half, too. I think the last quite a few movies I've seen in theaters have been like in the hour and a half range. It's kind of nice. It is nice. It's, yeah, a nice it's refreshing. Because yeah. we watch so many movies that are long. Teeter on the two and a half, two and a half range, you know? I really like Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think that's my favorite Wes Anderson, and I wanted this to be more like that because it's just like the same style. But it wasn't. It was. It was really strange. But um, I'd, if it's on TV, I'd probably get like depending what part we're at, I'd, I'd pick it up again. Gotcha. Um, I also saw Super Troopers too. I was going to see that today. There were no times that really worked with my. Uh, I think you can you can check me on this. Not the, as good as one, is it? The first one got a thirty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? And I think the second one got a thirty-five on Tomatoes too. It's That's um ridiculous. The first one's so fucking. They don't good. understand raunchy comedy. No, they Rotten Tomatoes. The, fir- the, the first don't. first one's better, but there are some really funny moments in, in the second one. Um, I forgot Linda Carter's in the first one and the second one. She's like the governor of New York. Yes. Yeah. Don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, and uh. I haven't seen it in a while. It's weird seeing, like, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe's in? Yeah, well, he plays, like, the Canadian mayor, and they make him look, like, way different than any other Rob Lowe movie that he's ever been in, <laughs> since he looks exactly the same since, like, 85. He doesn't age a lot. No, he doesn't. Good for him. Yeah, but I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec, so seeing Parks and Rec... Chris Rob Traeger. To, <laughs> to this was, was terrific. <laughs> this is literally... <laughs> literally... So yeah, Super Troopers 2 was good, and then um, I watched a couple of uh, older ones, uh, Good Will Hunting. It's really oh, classic. Outstanding. I think that's Robert, Robin Williams' best role. Fight me on it. Jack. <laughs> Jack's good, too. No, that's, I don't think Jack is actually better than Good Will they Hunting. They do, in fact, both have a 35 on Rotten Tomatoes. Do they really? They do. Yeah, I thought so. But the audience score for one is a 90. Yeah, it's gotta be. What's oh, the, yeah. Yeah. I didn't look at the audience score. I didn't pull it up. I it's it's, it's the, gotta be. It's probably also high. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the second one I watched was uh, G.I. Jane. Ooh. I've never seen that movie in an entirety. Ever. I don't think I've seen it. I haven't seen the theatrical version of that movie ever. I've only ever seen it on, like, TBS or TNT. It's on yeah, uh, same. Showtime On Demand. It's a, it's a really good watch. But, like, it's funny because, again, I've seen a few good men quite a few times over the past year. Demi Moore's character is in the Navy and plays Joe Galloway. And this character, her character in G.I. Jane, is in the Navy and plays... Joe Galloway. <laughs> Jordan O'Neill. It would have been cool if they kept them the same guy. Like, this is what happens to Joe Galloway five, five <laughs> weeks later. Oh, it would been all about She that. leaves law and decides to join the Marines. Navy SEAL. Navy SEALs. Thank you. Yeah. That would have been really cool. One of those elite it's death squads. Like, have you both seen the original Point Break? Yes. No, actually. Okay. I'm sorry. And you've seen The Replacements. Yes. And Point Break, Keanu Reeves' character is Johnny Johnny Utah. Utah. He's a quarterback. For Ohio State. Yeah. And The Replacements, he's Shane Falco, quarterback from Ohio State. Why didn't they just make it freaking Johnny Utah? That'd be outstanding. Probably probably copyright issues. probably more of a nod to Point Break. But Replacements could be the unofficial sequel to... Point, Point break. break. And then we <laughs> wouldn't have to do it at then, all. And then we wouldn't have to deal with that shitty, shitty reboot they gave us. Oh, my God. I've never seen that. We don't speak of that. No. I've never even seen the original. I know the remake is bad. The first one is fine. It's fine. Say it. It's I would enjoy it. I yeah, mean, it's, I'm almost it, positive I would enjoy it the first when, I, one, when I eventually watch it. Incredibly enjoyable. Yeah. Ain't winning any awards, but... <laughs> it's it's got Keanu one. Reeves at the helm. It's probably mm-hmm. not winning it. <laughs> I get that. Love... I love his movies. Yep. Keanu Reeves and Nick Cage are all right by me. That's it, Joe. All right. Uh, I watched a ton of movies. I took some time over one of the weekends that we've been missing. I watched all six, uh, the first six original Star Wars movies, or the three originals and three prequels. Four, five, six, one, two, three? I did. Did, did one, two, three, and four, five, six. Okay, wow. Made me appreciate four, five, and six more Makes after sense, watching yeah. one, two, and three. Yeah. What's the worst of the prequels? I can't decide if it's one or two. Okay. Two is really long. I'm in the two camp. But one is so bad. <laughs> one has maybe five minutes of action sequence that I enjoy, and the rest of the movie can burn in rotten hell. Alright. Just, there's just too much Jar Jar and terrible, terrible acting in one. I like pod racing a lot. Pod racing is good, and the score is good, and Darth Maul is good. That's pretty much it for one. That's any redeeming factor. And two is just, I can't stare at Anakin Skywalker making eyes at Adam Portman or 
you know, Hayden Christensen making eyes. It's, it's creepy and weird. <laughs> he is very creepy and weird in that it's movie. Just, he can't act either, and like she he's acts got, better in that movie than in one, but it's still real bad. He's got on top of the fact that he can't act. He's got some of the worst fucking lines to deliver. Oh my god! And they're all in that movie too. Whining about sand. I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Not like you. What the fuck are you saying? When I was watching it, I, before he I said it, I called, the, I called out it gets everywhere. And then he said it, I threw my hands in the air in victory. And I was like, I'm as good at writing as this movie is. Probably better. One and two are bad. You have to watch the commentary for I can't, one. I don't want to. Or the behind the scenes. I don't need to see it's one again so for a while. funny. Did you see George Lucas? Jar Jar is the key to this whole series. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jar Jar is the worst thing ever. Yep, he was high on Jar Jar. He was. And it makes Revenge of the Sith look like a fucking masterpiece. It does. Compared to the first two. Yeah. And then obviously 4, 5, and 6 are great. I still think Empire is the best one. Uh, yeah, and the other movies I watched are completely un-Star Wars related. Related. I watched The Running Man. Nice. Which is on Amazon Prime if you have that. Love that movie. That movie takes place in 2017, which is last year. Yeah, it's funny. It made me laugh when that popped up on the screen. I was like, oh, it's not like us. Who's your favorite stalker? Favorite stalker? Oh, Dynamo? It's probably Sub-Zero. Dynamo's the worst one. Dynamo's hysterical. Dynamo sucks. <laughs> he plays opera. I don't think I know the, I don't think He I doesn't even have a theme. He drives a car. He's lit in neon lights and he sings opera. What is... What is his theme? What He's the, a dickhead. What is... Uh, what, what's Arnold saying after he kills... Uh, some spoiler alert for a movie that came out in like 89... Every kills Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero, now dead zero? Something like that. So bad. <laughs> it's terrible. It's not good writing, but it's a, it's a, actually a fairly fun movie. I also watched Risky Business. Nice. Okay. That, I like that movie, but I couldn't tell you exactly why. I'm pretty it's sure... It's built as a comedy. I didn't think it was very funny. Black comedy, dark comedy. I'm pretty sure that's the last movie Tom Cruise did before he converted to Scientology. Is it really? I think so. That's like 83. That's yeah, so long ago. I'm pretty sure. Scientology's been around for I didn't even realize Scientology was around that long. Oh, th- yeah. Scientology was created in the mid-70s. I'm pretty sure I read Late that 60s. somewhere. I heard that on a podcast huh. somewhere. Interesting. I like that movie. It's pretty good. Rebecca De Mornay. Is that who plays What's-Her-Face? Yes. The main hooker? The main hooker. Whose name I can't remember at all. And the last movie I watched was Forgetting Sarah Marshall because I love that movie. Outstanding. That's the first Blu-ray I ever owned. Bit of trivia nice. for you. I'm gonna keep that. Have I said mine? Order up here. My first Blu-ray. I think so, but I forgot. I'm a bad before. friend. Also a comedy. Step Brothers. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we've been watching. What movie did we do again? <laughs> it's Batman Begins. <laughs> All right. <good. laughs> Let's do this bitch and get out of here. Yeah. Before we do that, though, hey Corey, do you remember when we were recording for Geek War season two? You mean the trivia game show all about geeky things? Yes, yes, I do. What the heck is Geek Wars? <laughs> well, you're in luck, because I actually have a promo to play, and I'm going to play it right now. All right. Hello, listeners. Are you a geek? Do you like podcasts? If you answered yes, then come on down and listen to Geek Wars, a trivia game show podcast where 12 teams will compete to prove once and for all who is the greatest geeks of them all. Come play along as our competitors struggle to answer questions like which villain is known as the world eater? I have an idea, but I don't think it's right. What is the first ever created Pokemon? Oh, I literally have no idea. What is the name of the blaster that was made famous by the smuggler Han Solo? Gosh, I got, I'm drawing blanks here. Season 1 has players from Battle Hearts, Cypherspeak, DMnastics, Going in Blind, Lining Up Pod, Magic Item Review, Party of One, The RPG Academy, Sneak Attack, We're So Bad at Adventuring, Whelmed, The Young Justice Files, Zeros Talking Heroes, and more. So what are you waiting for? Download and listen to Season 1. And be prepared, because Season 2 is coming. Thanks for listening, and now, enjoy the show. Cool, and that was friend of the show Mitch with a promo for Geek Wars. 
check it out if you want. Now, super stoked about season two. Yeah, can't wait till that airs. Also, Matt was on season one. Yes, he was with the Caleb G from the RPG Academy. And now, at about twenty something minutes in, let's do the movie facts for Batman Begins. Batman Begins, two thousand five, rated PG thirteen. It's two hours and twenty minutes long. His director's name is Christopher Nolan. Who's that guy? You might have heard of some of the movies he directed. He directed Following, Memento, Insomnia, The Prestige, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and also the sequels to this movie, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Not a bad movie in that bunch. No, not really. I haven't seen all of them. Insomnia is the Robin Williams one, right? Yeah, I like that movie. That's a good one. Pacino's in that, too. Mm -hmm. He really likes movies that start with the letter I. Apparently. Memento is... Is like outstanding. I really like the classic. Yes, the Prestige too is really good. I actually really enjoy the Prestige. I like the Prestige more than I like the Illusionist, which is interesting because I thought I would like an Edward Norton led magic film over a Hugh Jackman led magic film, and it wasn't the case. I've seen the Illusionist. I've never seen the Prestige. Prestige is good. You'd enjoy yeah. it. I'm sure I would. It, it's on the list. It shares it shares a lead uh, with this movie. Oh my god, it does. It's Christian Bale. Michael Caine's in it as well. Michael Caine's in it as well. Uh, this movie stars the aforementioned Christian Bale, and also Michael Caine, and Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Killian Murphy, Tom Wilkinson, Morgan Freeman, and Rutger Hauer, who I just realized was in this movie and was also in Blade Runner. Everything's connecting. Hmm. The budget for the movie was $150 million. It grossed $374 million. $206 million of that was domestic. For the scores, we got Rotten Tomatoes coming in at 84%. Certified fresh. I feel that's way too low. <laughs> you were lost in thought. Way too low for this movie or way too low to be certified fresh? Way too low for this movie. Okay. Gotcha. The audience agrees with you because they put it at 94%. IMDb has it at 8.3 out of 10. Metacritic, shockingly, a little low at 70. And a user score of 8.6. Yeah. 70 is wedged between 63 and 84, so... This movie was nominated for an Academy Award in, I feel like it was cinematography or special effects or something. I read it, forgot it, forgot to write it down. Best Cinematography, 2006. Wow, really? Nailed it. And those are the movie facts for Batman Begins. Let's give you our general spoiler-free thoughts. Sequel. I really like this movie. I'm a big fan of the Nolan trilogy, especially what we're coming from with uh, Batman and Robin. I mean, you went from... uh, Garbage, <laughs> flaming hot garbage, and it's a totally different style of Batman movie. Not one where like yeah, good, yeah. Well, <laughs> even from the the Tim Burton esque, like with the set pieces and, and everything, um, it's, this is really different and different in a good way. And um, yeah, it's enjoyable to watch. I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, solid flick. Corey, anything to add? This is the best first Batman showing we get from any person who's played Batman. If that makes sense. I don't think it's the best movie in the series, because I'm bigger on The Dark Knight, but as far as... So, Bale's better than Bale's better than Begins, and Keaton's better than Batman 89, yes, is what you're saying? In my, in my opinion. And then Val Kilmer and George Clooney, Just, we won't even count. Yeah, we won't even count. And now I also have to include Ben Affleck. And but Batman Adam West. In BBS. Um, this is the best first showing of Batman that we get, um... A couple of of minor gripes that I have with this movie, like I have with every other movie, but overall, it's just a super fun watch. It's not super difficult to follow, but it still takes you on a little bit of a journey and some twists and turns. It's it's well done. It's well laid out, and it's I guess the DC's response to the hyper realistic world that Iron Man lives in. This is before this Iron, is Man. Pre-Iron Man. This is pre Iron Man. This is pre Iron Man. This is right? three years. Dark Knight. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're right. So. This is then. This is. Let me restate that. This is the first time we get a Superman, a superhero movie that exists in a world that we can understand and conceivably live in. Yeah, it's right in the sweet spot with like between like Spider-Man Two and the, the X-Men movies, and then yeah. before the MCU. I think this was the same year as the first Fantastic Four. That sounds yeah. right. <laughs> but nonetheless, like, there's nothing about this world that doesn't seem unrealistic. Unrealistic. You're not having... Poverty-stricken inner city. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. So, that's pretty much what I gotta say. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I think I saw it... I saw it, definitely saw it in theaters, and I saw it once after that, and then once for this. I forgot how much I enjoy watching this movie. Like, I think I have a little bit of an unpopular opinion, definitely with Corey. I, th- I think Dark Knight's a better movie than this, yeah. but I'd much rather watch this. That's fair. Because Dark Knight is slower. 
Dark Knight is slower. Like, the rewatchability is higher for Batman Begins, I think. I tried, while watching this movie, to think about it, I tried to imagine a world where I haven't seen The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises yet. I couldn't, but I tried. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Heath Ledger wasn't so damn good... In he, the, that's it, the thing. Dark Knight is Heath Ledger's movie. Yes. He wins it. Like, he this is a much movie. better Batman movie. Okay. I can, much I can agree with that, but from a movie standpoint... I'd rather watch Chief Legend in the Dark Knight. That's fair, but I mean, like, th- that movie is less fun. That movie's better, I think, but I think this movie is more fun, easily digestible, and just, this is a Batman, Batman being Batman and stealing the show himself. So yeah, I won't tell you why until we get into spoilers. From here on out, we're spoiling Batman Begins. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. It's good. What this movie does, <laughs> um, what this, what this movie does that will always outrank the Dark Knight is less Batman voice. His Batman voice is so much better in this it's movie. It's so subtle, so easy. It's 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 a slight change. It's enough to notice, but it's not what we get in the Dark Knight. It gets heavier as the movie goes on. Yes, yeah, it's still bad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's it's a bad choice. I still feel it's a bad choice, which is my biggest knock on the whole series. I but I love the series. Yeah. But I just don't know why he does it. How he does it. Make it more of a whisper. I don't know, man. It's just it's comical. It's easy for people to make fun of. And well, what's funny I is that he like he tested he tested the whisper when he's in with Gordon when he puts the stapler to Gordon's neck it's almost more of a whisper and then like even his last line he literally whispers now there's two and then does it I, I I the thing that makes this movie more rewatchable to me if there's a reason to make it more rewatchable than Dark Knight is the fact that I can listen to Batman speak in this way. That's way less grating than way the less Batman grating, talk. Yeah. The one begins. scene, though, where he's talking to Katie Holmes and he does the it's not who I am underneath that defines me, when he's doing that, in the it's cringeworthy to me. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he just sounds out of breath. Yep, yeah, he does sound really out of breath. Like, it's hard, like, it's yeah. laboring to talk like that. And when I watched um, Dark Knight Rises a couple months ago, the same amount of cringeworthiness when he, when Anne Hathaway is trying to convince him to leave, and she's like, you've given him everything, and he's like, not everything. <laughs> not yet. And like, like, I, like, I was that. like, oh, could you just, dude, just talk like Bruce Wayne for a minute. It, like, it does, like, you're about to die, bro. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter. You don't need to keep up the charade anymore. Um, like, was that a knock on all the other Batman movies? Was Batman sounds exactly the same as Bruce? Yeah, because it's... Probably. But, like, but like a big knock where people are like, I can't stand this, he's had better change his voice, I'm never going to see No, no, movie. but it's like, it's... That so was probably one of the things that bugged Christopher Nolan, and he was like, listen, we gotta do something about him changing his voice. I think that the DCEU made the right change. As far as if you're gonna augment voice changer, yeah, because he's a billionaire. Yeah. Why not, right? Yeah. If you're gonna augment your voice, use an actual voice it's changer. It's the best actual solution. Yeah, for it, sure. Um, so when I was a kid, I vividly remember as a kid always complaining that how does nobody know that Clark Kent is Superman because of a stupid pair of glasses? He takes off his glasses when he transforms. <laughs> and with Batman, and I mean, this is this is partially because that voice is so iconic. You know, how do in you, a bad way. How do you not know? How do you not recognize Bruce Wayne and this guy's voice? Like, you'd have to know, but you know, I don't think you need to do it. It's just what they did. If Matt was here, he'd make fun of me for saying this, or just rip on me for saying this. But I almost wish there was a scene where his voice is recognized, and someone's like, "Oh, you sound exactly like Bruce Wayne," so he has to change it because he's yeah. kind of learning how to be Batman in this movie, right? That's so, why his voice changes so many times. Because he does sound like Bruce Wayne at first. Like, he whispers in the office scene, and then, the, like, the first time he's Batman, he just uses kind of his normal speaking voice. He changes a little bit. He doesn't do the throaty, weird no. thing yet. The first right, time we see the that, throaty, weird thing is the intimidation, or the interrogation of, um... Yeah. The crooked cop. Where were the drugs, guy? <laughs> swear to me! That's, that's fine, though, too. I like yeah, the swear that, to me. I, I, lo- like I love that, that line. Yes, that, that's good. But again, so he's saying that line to Katie Holmes' character, Rachel. He wants Rachel to know who he is. Yes. Right? It's a Why giveaway. Use you don't use the voice! Why use the voice? It sounds terrible. Don't do it. It's really stupid. I don't... I, I think if you're gonna rehash the Batman origin story, this is the way to do it where you're breaking it up between childhood Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne getting trained by the League of Assassins to a little bit later in his childhood to a little bit later in the training when, like, he's a 
18 to 20 year old kid finishing up the train. Like, that's the way to rehash this origin story that makes it feel fresh and doesn't feel like you're jamming the my parents got shot outside of an opera thing down our throat again. I'm a big fan when when movies jump back and forth Mm -hmm. in time to, like, tell a story. Because you're relating his childhood to where he is in his training. I thought thought that was a very uh, clever way of doing it. It also just breaks it up and it's not... You know, we we're, we still feel like we're getting new story without, you know, having to just take time away to be like, oh, he was scared in the opera, so they had to leave, and that's what got him killed. Good job, Bruce. I just really like how they did it in this movie. Like, I've never felt an emotional attachment to Bruce Wayne in that moment, mm-hmm. but, like, that scene after it happened, like, after the funeral, when he's in his room and Alfred comes in, and he's like, it's my fault. Like, I actually was, like holding back tears watching this movie. I was like, holy shit, you made me feel this. Even though this is overdone and I've seen this a million times. The thing is for me... Like, this one's well done. The, for the, the thing for me is that, and it's, it's a very minor change, I actually don't know that I've ever seen a Batman origin story where they show inside and Bruce being like, Dad, can we leave? I don't think they have. They never have. No. So by doing that, by making that little adjustment... You put stakes on it now. Now Bruce Wayne... You put the guilt on him. Yes. On that kid. Because he's always had that guilt. He's always had the yeah, guilt like, he's, oh, it's... He's got like a tangible reason why. Yeah. It's like, we had to leave because they were bats and they were freaking him out. Yeah. The part prior to that, too, where his dad kind of... Not takes the fall for him, for just for leaving early. Mm-hmm. Saying like, nah, it was... His dad's like the best dude. Yes. Yeah, dad's he's so like, good. He, he's like, like, nah, it wasn't Bruce. I need some air. I need some air. Perfect, man. Yeah. Like, take, yeah. The kid doesn't want to be embarrassed in front of his mom. It's it's yeah. very well done. One thing I will say about Thomas Wayne, though, he's eerily calm about everything. Every single thing. He's really rich. But, like, just like, There's my son no- fell down a well. His facial expression never changes at all. He's a doctor. He's like, I'll set the bone. I got this. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm which awesome. Is, which is fine. I just I just notice it this time around. That's I'm fair. like, wow, he's just like not excited or he takes down a lot of value. Anything. I actually, I, I mean, for me, the I, I have a bigger issue with the Waynes going to the opera in what appears to be the Narrows via yeah, that's an the, interesting choice via the monorail that he built not like a private car like I just the door they come out of has graffiti all over yeah I was <laughs> well, like that's that's the only the only thing that I was like I don't know if they're taking the subway in a city where the crime is on the rise yeah well you, well, you need that to set up you do yes you do that's the only reason but if he would but again I, if he takes a car and the that's car goes off to yeah. do something cause he doesn't think that the play's not over until 10 they came out at 9 you still have that set up a little bit. I always question why they go out the back door into the alleyway. That's clearly not the front door of the theater. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> you just got to like accept it and move on. I yeah, guess, I it's kind of it kind of is what it is. Sneak back in that door when Bruce gets his terrors under control. Get that I like the fact door. that they change it from '89, where it's not the Joker that killed his parents. Yep. It's Joe Chills. It's never really been the Joker. That was just an '89 move. Yeah, Batman. I think one. I think one yeah. iteration of the origin story has Joker being. I it. mean, I'm sure. There have been so many versions of it, I'm sure, yeah. but just, like, that one sucks because it gives Joker a definitive origin, yes. and it's, yeah. like, dumb. You don't do that. No. Can't give that. It's not that character. Yeah. Nope. But we digress. We do. So once he comes back as Batman, the slowly gaining all of the pieces that make up the Batsuit. That's I thought, awesome. I, th- I love that, too. Again, this is a movie that it is constantly building to the next to the next section, or to the next piece, and what's interesting is that, like, the entire, every scene you see, like, another unique piece of it, too, so he's building the suit, like, we're building the suit with him in a lot of ways, and we're becoming more intrigued into how his Batman will be, until finally we get that reveal, and that reveal scene is awesome. It is only kind of an action sequence, but it is fucking awesome. It's one of the best, honestly, I think it's one of the best parts of the movie, when he get when he captures Falcone the first time we see the Batman suit from top yeah. to bottom. And it's cool. Like, it, you're showing us that he's successfully completed the League of Shadows training. He can take on 30 men. Well, I mean, we knew that when he defeated the League of Shadows. That's true. That that training sequence, is all, they don't go in that in any other Batman iteration. I love that training sequence. Yes, it's, it's, Spoilers, it's, part of that is my favorite scene. The <laughs> the League of Shadows training. That's where, where but which cuts part? the arm? Yeah, hmm? is it the arm cut? The arm cut? No, it's, it's, the, it's the fight when he leaves after he passes okay. the test. Oh, okay. That whole sequence is really cool. Yes. 
And again, we're time. slowly we're slowly getting more and more of his backstory intertwined with it. So it really creates a a powerful first act, really. It does, yeah. This movie does a pretty decent job of the three acts too. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there's the first with his training and his past, I guess. Second is him. And the second is becoming Batman, and third is when he actually takes action as Batman. His birthday party. His birthday party starts the third act for me. Yeah, that's fair. Can't think of a better spot to start it. It's perfect. With Liam Neeson showing up, taking stuff. I like um, again bringing it into reality. So in the source material, Raj Al Ghul is actually immortal because of Lazarus the, pit. Lazarus because of the Lazarus pit. pit. Because of the Lazarus pit. So in this, they still make Raj Al Ghul immortal. But by accident. Not by accident, but by just the way that the clan insulates itself. Did anybody watch The Walking Dead? Either of you guys watching The Walking Dead? I right I've, seen, when there I've was seen a little bit of it. Weird garbage it, people. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan's group, The Survivors, he, Negan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yes. is Negan. Yes. And then all of his They're followers all are all Negan. Right. The League of Shadows is doing the same thing. So the original guy was Ra's al Ghul, then mm-hmm. he became... And then... Because that Raja Ghul died, right. Henry took over Raja Ghul. So that's an interesting I don't way think, of. I don't think he, that's true. I think he was always Raja Ghul and he has a decoy, like how. I hate saying this, but how Tom Adala has it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Joe, but I like your theory a lot more. I've, that's always, fair. Thought, I've <laughs> always thought that it's only on this iteration that I think the other way, and it's because of one of the lines that he says at the birthday party. Because Bruce is like, oh, a parlor trick to hide who you are or whatever, and he responds with something else, or a way to keep us going or something. Like, he responds to it, which makes me think, oh, maybe... But he has the new Ra's al Ghul, which is another Asian gentleman who is also clearly not Ra's al Ghul, so that, that what's, that's what ultimately leads me to believe that that's what they're actually doing, is they, they implement a decoy. And yeah. also, that scene is weird... Because he just shows up at the birthday party. The woman's still staying there, and she's like, Ra's al Ghul, I thought you died. Da, 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 da. And she pays no mind to it. She just walks away like, oh, it's a party! <laughs> this is a weird conversation, and then leaves. Some shit's about to go down, lady. You don't seem the least bit concerned. I like your theory a lot, though, because that would keep Ra's al Ghul It is a good theory. Alive. I like it. Alive forever, right? As long as the League of Shadows exists, then... There will always be a Ra's al Ghul. I like that. I mean, I'm sure if the actual Razagul died, they'd probably appoint a new Razagul, so you're not wrong. I think if Christopher Nolan thought of it, he would have put that in over this. Yeah, I think he, he, probably, <laughs> he probably would have made it more... Or, or, I mean, yeah, he probably would have made it more clear. Yeah. Liam Neeson would but have... But it's less of a twist for us. True. And for a movie, it's a pretty good twist, because I didn't see it coming the first time No, I, saw I don't think it. I did no, either. either. But I mean, you we forget? don't... Oh. Sorry. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily know... I think the twist is still there, whichever way you pull it. Because then Liam Neeson's like, there will always be a Razagul... You know, like, that's just... The twist is still there, though. Seeing it for the first time, you kind of forget all that took place. Yeah. Because you're so immersed in the story that's currently going on. And they do a good job at not saying who it is. Like, we we know that Scarecrow isn't the pinnacle of the bad guy that we're going to have to face in this movie. But we doesn't actually say... Because you know he's working for Roz. Yes. But he doesn't say that until, like, five minutes before Raj Al shows back up. He says a little bit before, or he, at least a hint that, that he's working he for someone. Work, no, he says he's working for somebody. He explicitly says is. that he's working for someone. Yes, no, no, and that's and, my point. So right. we know that I mean, yeah. there's going to be another big bad guy, and we're like, ooh, who's going to be? And then it turns out to be Raj Ghul again. Fine with it. Perfectly fine. Yeah. I think I thought it was cool. He never died, so he didn't come back from the dead, so sequel's fine with it. I really like um, Killian Murphy's role as a scarecrow. I think he nailed it. Yeah. I love the fear toxin aspect of it. Totally different from the, the cartoon. It's the only, like, live-action, on-screen Scarecrow that we get besides this one and in this in this trilogy. I don't think we're going to get Scarecrow again anytime soon. I doubt it, because it. it's hard to pull off, and Nolan does it in a very grounded, realistic yes. way, which is kind of his thing, which makes sense in the context of all the movies. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how he chose to do it, and I like it. Yeah. Yep. And Arkham Scarecrow, though? Pretty badass. Yeah. Like I would love to see that if someone could pull that off, pull off that style, like where you're you're dipping into the fantasy and also grounded in oh, the dream world. When yeah, you get with the, oh, oh yeah, that would be interesting. That that'd be that'd be pretty outstanding. That'd be a trippy fucking movie, right? It's all about the fear toxin. Yeah. Um, Those were always really good parts. Fun fact: Killian Murphy was considered for Batman prior to it was. So was shit. So was somebody else. Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Yep. There were a bunch of other people. Hold on, I have this. 
pretty sure I like like their decision. Yeah. I also read that um, they were tr- no one had the rights for Batman for a while, and uh, they were originally going to do a BVS in the early two thousands. Really? With um, I forgot who was going to play Batman, but it stuck out that Josh Hartnett was the choice to play Superman. <laughs> Why not Brad Pitt? Why not? Interchangeable. <laughs> you just have them switch costumes mid mid movie. Nobody would know. Uh, the the people who were considered for the Batman role Hit me with it. that we know, uh, Henry Cavill. Okay. Wow. Okay. Billy Crudup. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Heath Ledger. David Boreanaz from Angel. Oh, and, I know. David and Killian Murphy. Is. I know he. I know you know, but someone out there might not. Or of Bones fame, if you're young. I feel they made the right choice, although yeah. I think Jake Gyllenhaal would have done a fine job as well. But then when they cast, like, what is Maggie Gyllenhaal's sister or cousin or something? Well, that's for the second second one. one. She wouldn't wouldn't even have been in consideration. That's true. Oh, also, since we're here, since we just talked about it, Katie Holmes, since she stopped being whatever, Rachel. Yeah. Uh, no, she opted out because of a different movie she was making. I think it's a female heist movie. It's called... Did they actually make the movie? Oh, yeah, she, she turned it down to film the movie Mad Money with Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah. Ooh. <laughs> and that movie flopped so bad. Oh, sure. interesting choice. And Dark Knight was, is con- still considered to be one of Negro the greatest movies. superhero movies ever made. And maybe just movies. Yeah. People really liked it. Yeah, that's again, that's one of those movies that transcends the genre mm-hmm. a little bit. That's like the Sean Connery turning down Gandalf. Because you didn't understand it. <laughs> that's wow. ridiculous. I prefer Katie Holmes to Maggie Gyllenhaal. I prefer Maggie Gyllenhaal to Katie Holmes. This really? Is, you know what? This was wow. actually a conversation I was really interested in hearing. Because I don't care. I the only I wouldn't care if it was just Katie Holmes. I hate when they change people, but I think Maggie Gyllenhaal would have been... I would have rather seen her do all three than Katie Holmes. Okay. Well, two, because she yeah, does. Two, yeah. Way. What if someone out there hasn't seen it? Again, they shouldn't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's Heath Ledger's swan song. Anyway, I prefer Katie Holmes as an actress to Maggie Gyllenhaal. I've never seen Katie Holmes or Maggie Gyllenhaal in anything besides Batman movies where I've been like, she's a good actor. Dawson's Creek, bro? Come on. Never seen it. Really? I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Dawson's Creek. Okay. The Dawson. James Vanderbeek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I... I I don't know if Dawson's Creek was a good show or not. (laughs) (laughs) But I own it on Blu-ray. I just... just, (laughs) That was the first thing that popped into my head that she was in. I thought that Katie Holmes did a perfectly fine job in this. Like, she's fine. But I I don't... It didn't didn't blow me away. And then Maggie Gyllenhaal, did she maybe have a better performance in the second one? Maybe... But she also had more of a role in the movie. That's yes. also true. More of a role and a like a tragic ending. And a very so. tragic <laughs> ending. So it's you know, it's it's one of those things where like I don't know, I don't think that it's one actress over the other that, that made the role better or worse. It's just the choices in writing. Personal preference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't have a personal preference. I watch all three of them knowing that I'm gonna see a different face for the same character between the two movies and I just I just ignore it. Honestly, you know what did it for me? The scene in the car after he's going to shoot Joe Chill, after he's going to shoot Joe Chill, when she's she's smacking him, I can see Maggie Gyllenhaal doing that scene better. That might be true. And that's what sold it for me. I was like, you know what? Of the two, although it's close, probably Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's just me. That's right. How do we like the bats? To what are you referring? Uh, Specifically, the bat distraction. When he touches the thing on the bottom of his shoe... And hordes and hordes of bats come piling into Arkham. Is that like a sonar type? I guess deal? so. Yeah, that's always what I've assumed. That's how the shaky science works in that. Fine with it. That's yeah, okay. I like it better than the rats in uh, Wanted. That's fair. <laughs> um, they had peanut butter. <laughs> so much peanut butter. I, I. It's one of those moments in the movie where I'm like, this is really cool to look at. Like. The, the cinematography there is really, really interesting and cool. The idea and the plan is really interesting. It's just one of those things that, like, once you, like, peer past that, you're like, the fuck did he get all of these bats to follow this? I just don't understand. But it is cool looking. I have to give it that. If nothing else. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. No, it was fine. The bats contribute to my least favorite scene. Really? That's the first time he goes down in the bat cave. And, like, he's just standing there, and all the bats flying around and swirl around him. He's like, we're bats, and you're a dude, and we're okay with each other. 
But the, the, that's the other thing about that scene. I hate that part. Gordon can, like, take out um, Rachel, just walk through the bats while all the SWAT guys are looking down. Nobody, apparently, is looking up to see that there's a guy walking past them. Yeah, that's fair. That's a, that's a good point. And why, and why, then, does he even need Gordon up there? He, he could just, like, grab the bats, drop it down pick her up and fall down and it's the same effect. Like, I don't understand why he needs Gordon to walk her down and out. I'm just happy they made Gordon a character in this. Yeah. Because the same actor plays Gordon in all the other ones and he's barely in the movie. Like, it doesn't matter at all. This is the moment for me that I fell in love with Gary Oldman. I always knew that he was a good actor, but this, like, like, solidified it in, in, like, a different type of way where I was like, holy shit, this man is literally capable of it, of everything. He's got incredible range. He's very good. Insane range. He's very good. To the point that I don't think that this is Gary Oldman most of the time. Where, like, I, it like almost, like, I have to be reminded... When I watched it originally, I had to be reminded that it was Gary Oldman. Yeah, he transforms into his character. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one's a lot Gary Oldman. At least visually. I'm like, that's definitely Gary Oldman. <laughs> Well, the, the Gary Oldman, like, when I hear Gary Oldman, I think of his character in The Professional, which looks nothing like I Gordon. See, I see him as the bad guy in Fifth Element. Okay. I see him as Commissioner Gordon. And or then... James he, Gordon, rather. Officer James Gordon. He's also serious Black. Like, he's serious Black. He just... And Winston Churchill, he just becomes... Get the fuck... Oh, my God. He is serious. Yeah, he's yeah, serious yeah, Black. That? Yeah. Didn't click on my head to wow. this now. Joe, he's so good at becoming his character. I wish, again, I, one of those moments, I wish we were a video medium so everybody could see the look on your face. You shot up and looked at the corner like there's a ghost there, and you're like... It's the ghost of Gary Oldman past. <laughs> Serious to die. Um, Spoilers, Jesus Christ, you're full of that. <laughs> the matter, it's not in the purview. But nonetheless, this is, is, is definitely... Um, it was a turning point for me as far as being a Gary Oldman fan. Like, after this, I was like, I am behind everything he... Every project he worked on, I have a lot of confidence in. I like the plan. I like the bad guy's plan in this, overall. It's, it's complex, but they thought of things. Like, it's creative. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's as good It's as good as a, like a henchman plan as we've... That we, we've ever seen or gotten in any of these movies, in general. Goes along with a good villain. Raj Al Ghul is a... I'd like Liam Neeson's Raja Ghul. Yeah, as far as comic book movie villains, he's up there. I love Liam Neeson in any movie where he's like an action guy and he's telling me what to do or telling somebody what to do. I will follow him anywhere and do it. I will follow you to the end of the world. Liam Neeson. I just like, if Liam Neeson could follow me around for a day and just like, just tell me what to do. Like, don't take the LIE, it's way too much traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Write write that memo. Get that soda. Up, 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 orange. You know what? The caffeine will be up all night. I just believe him. God, you know best, Liam Neeson. You know me better than I know myself. True. That, that's just accurate, though. Liam Neeson knows like, all does, better than like, you know He does it in the gray. He does it in the Taken movies. He just he just knows his shit. Yeah. And you believe him. He's found, he's found his sweet pot. He's but, found his sweet pot. Um... <laughs> Also, the fact that, I don't know if you know this about his career, he was the original choice for James Bond before they offered it to Pierce Brosnan. Really? He did not want to get typecasted as yeah. an action star. Which is funny. It's hysterical. Yeah. Favorite, least favorite? We at that point? Yeah. Might so. as well be. Yeah. Wrap this up in a timely fashion-ish. Yeah. I mean, we could go scene by scene with this movie because it's so fucking fun to watch, but what's the point? Nah, we don't have to do that. No. We've seen it. Most of you have seen it. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie to watch. Like I have very few problems with it. Yeah. Yeah, so favorite. Uh, I'll go first because I already basically said it. It's uh, the, end of the, League of Tra- uh, the end of the League of Shadows training where he makes his escape and burns down the fortress. It's pretty fun and pretty action-packed. Suspenseful. Yeah, sorry. sorry. No, no, no. That's not I'm that. done. Uh, the first time we see Batman in the full bat suit when he uh, captures and apprehends Carmine Falcone. I love... All of it. I love that he's hiding in the crate, the storage container, to start and pull one guy in, and he sweeps down, and he drops down. Like, he's doing all all the things you get to do in the Arkham games yep. to take out, like, the henchmen. That's and that entire cool. scene, all I'm thinking is, like, I understand it, because there's got to be some, like, hiding point that he can look down and see, but they're not... It's a blind spot. Once you turn on the x-ray vision. <laughs> Once they turn on the x-ray vision, you're fucked. 
I love. I just love that scene. And then we get the classic, I'm Batman. Can't have a Batman movie without at least one of those, right? Can't have a first Batman movie in a series without that. I'm going to go with a slightly different tone here. I really like what they do with um, Christian Bale as a rich, snobby Bruce Wayne, where he has to put on that act. Like, with the two models in the pool, and he's saying, I'm buying this hotel, I can do whatever I want. Because I just imagine Christian Bale as his American Psycho character, and I love American Psycho, and I think it's, it fits so perfectly. It's almost as if Patrick Bateman became became Bruce Wayne, and it's, like, perfect, and I love it, and I know it doesn't really fit in with, like, the Batman aspect of this movie, but it's really, really well done. So two things about that. One, I agree with you. I think that's exactly what an actual Bruce Wayne would do to, like, cover up what he's doing at night. And two, that, when he's sitting down at the table, and, like, somebody, like, grabs his attention, he's like, and, like, there's a moment there where I'm like, holy shit, he just, like, slid in, like, to Patrick Bateman for, like, 35 seconds to do that scene. I thought the exact same thing during this watch. I want to propose a dumb theory that when Alfred tells Bruce Wayne that he needs to learn how to, like, act like that, he rented American Psycho. <laughs> and he's channeling Patrick Bateman. That'd he's like, great. man, that guy's handsome. <laughs> we kind of look alike. We can, I can make this work. <laughs> Minus that pesky murder. Now, if you had Huey Lewis in the news playing in the Batmobile... Oh. That would have been brilliant for, like, the six people that got it. Yeah. I have to return some... I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> I'd like to think more than six people would have got it. Yeah. I just threw a number out. <laughs> Least favorite, guys. What do you got? Mine's the bats. Mine's the bats surrounding him in the cave. Like, it's... Aesthetically, it's it looks good, but... I think it's kind of a dumb scene. It's kind of tough to come up with a least favorite for this one. Yeah, it's hard. Scene. Like that's that's me grasping at straws. Yeah, um, I think my least favorite is, is probably the first time he gets uh, he he comes across the scarecrow. I just think that's kind of an anticlimactic moment. Um, when he gets gassed. Yeah, when he gets gassed and then lit on fire and then falls out the window. He's and, a fucking badass. Oh, he is. But it, it also leads to like I think one of the one of the worst lines in the movie when he's up on the roof still using Batman voice. Alfred, help! Like again, Al, you definitely don't need to use the voice for Alfred. He knows who you are. Watching all those scenes, I kept thinking of Batman. <laughs> who else has this number? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite is definitely the voice, especially when he's talking to Rachel with the "It's not who I am" underneath line. I feel I don't think that line fits. I think it's too much. With great power comes great responsibility. It's a trope I don't like in these superhero movies. They and tried to push it too much. Yes, I'm glad they've kind of gone away from that in uh, recent iterations of uh, comic book movies. But it just doesn't fit for this style. The only the only upside to that line in this particular movie. Because I don't think I don't think you're wrong. I think that's you're absolutely right with with that argument. The only reason I I almost like that line is when Rachel turns it on him at the end, where she's like, "No, no, no! This Br- the Bruce Wayne face. That is your mask. Like who you are underneath is Batman. The kid I knew that ran away never came home, which is great, except for the fact that like if he didn't have like." split personality, like, psychopathy before, he definitely does now. Because the love of his life is just like, no, 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 you're really the Batman, this is just fake. It's like Mystery Men, when she says, just be Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Except she's telling him to just be Batman. It all comes full circle. It yeah. always does. Everything comes back to Mystery Men. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Caleb. <laughs> Did everybody do least? Yeah, so yeah, least. Yes, I think so, yeah. Alrighty. Uh, you guys have any more specifics, or should we get to rate no, it? Let's rate it. All right, let's rate it. Corey goes first. I do. Well, <laughs> you, well you know the rules now, Corey goes first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so what we're going to do is rate Batman Begins now with a number of infinities, using a number of infinity stones from 1 to 6. 1 is the lowest score, 6 is the highest score. If you give it 6, you can also give it a gauntlet. And, yeah, that's about it. And I'm going to kick it over to Corey first. Rate Batman Begins. So I gave The Dark Knight the gauntlet, because I love that movie so much, and while I have equally few things to gripe on with this movie, there's just something that doesn't 
hold up as, as well for me as The Dark Knight does. But this movie is still fantastic. I can't see where I'm going to take away any stones, but I don't think it's going to get the gauntlet, but I think it's going to get six stones. Sequel. I believe I gave Dark Knight six stones. Mainly, a big reason of that is that is Heath Ledger's best movie. I don't. I think all the actors do a great job in this, but I wouldn't say anyone's role in this is like their best. I still really enjoy the movie. It's, it's fantastic. It has a lot of rewatchability, but it's slightly below Dark Knight for me, so I'm going to give it five and a half stones. The same spot. Yeah. yeah. Not to start a different conversation, I'm just going to say this and probably edit it out. I think Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight is probably the best villain performance I've ever seen. Period. I would like. Uh, I don't. I don't know who I could put higher than him. Like, who did a better job? I can't. I don't think there's anybody. All right, in comic book, right? Yeah, yeah. In that, in okay. that genre, okay. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I can't think of a better down. villain than no. That. There, there is no better. Perfect. Villain. And it's a shame what happened because. I would have loved to have seen him in a second movie. He would. That, have, he would have been the judge. You've said that. Yeah, right? that that cameo <laughs> would have made that movie so great. And using Crane because Crane did lose his mind. Like I'm, I'm fine Crane, with having Crane. It, it there. still works. It still works. I'm glad Kelly Murphy decided to do it because they would have been fucked without it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, would have loved to see the Joker in that in yeah. that moment. But yeah, so I'm gonna kind of just reiterate what I said before. I think The Dark Knight is a better movie than this movie. Like, better being a movie. But anyway, but I, this movie is more fun to me. I enjoy watching it more than The Dark Knight. It's close. It's not like it's leaps and bounds ahead. But So I gave Dark Knight a 5. I'm going to end up giving this a 6 because just I had so much enjoyment watching this. Like I said, I had to pick it. I had to nitpick this movie to find the least favorite scene. Yeah. I have very few problems with it. That's Batman Begins. Those are our ratings for Batman Begins. I forget if I said that already, but if I didn't, that's it. You'll find out in post. I will. As far as getting into contact with us and letting us know what you thought of our review of Batman Begins or Batman Begins as a movie or anything else we said, and if you want to send us questions for our 100th episode, in fact, please do that. As long as they're not really invasive or really weird, we'll probably answer them. I can't guarantee who's going to be here, but the three of us definitely will be. So, yeah, send us an email with all those things to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us your question on Twitter at zthpodcast. Hashtag though something about episode 100 or something, so I remember. ZT, hashtag zth... One, I don't know, that's hard. Hashtag zth100, hashtag... Yeah, that's it, zth100. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm on Instagram. Take a picture of you in your bat suit and send it to us on Instagram at zthpodcast. We're on Facebook. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page. That's Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an ES, or Facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast. And go find us on iTunes. Give us all the stars. If you enjoy the show, we hope that's the rating you give us. will be five stars. And if you want to leave a review with your rating, we'll also read it on the air as if it was an email. But, you know, you leave it on Apple's website slash app slash whatever, wherever it goes in the world. I don't know. And if you don't, can't be bothered to have iTunes or make an account... And go through all that, you know, tremendous clicking. Just tell someone about the show. Especially because the episode 100 is coming in. So, you know, have them listen to an episode or two and come up with a question that they want to ask that you can send in. They'll do the work for you. It's a foolproof plan. It's brilliant. That's it for this edition. Next time we're going to be doing It's Finally Here, Avengers Infinity War. <sighs> I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. I hope it. it's good. I really hope it's good. Uh... It'll be good. I've, I've I'm pretty sure it's going to be good, but I really hope it's good. I'm a, few, not, a few clips have kind of slowly been like leaking out here and there. I'm avoiding everything. Like, I'm not even going to go on social media like on Thursday. Yeah, no, starting Thursday, I'm off social media for a while. But I mean, after after I see it on Friday, I'm good. But I'm not going to. I just have confidence in this movie. I'm not going to build anything up. I'm not going to have super theories about anything. I'm just going to go in there and enjoy myself. Same. That that's it. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I just want I just want some feels. I I need this movie to to have a couple shots to the chest where like I get hit in the feels. Like that's the only like if it does that once or twice throughout the course of the movie, the movie will be a success for me. I'm I'm that's pretty low bar to, for them to hit, but I don't want it to just be funny. It, oh. There needs to be stakes involved. I hope we get the band back together for this one. We'll see. We're working on it. <laughs> So thanks for tuning in, and on behalf of everyone else, it's my job to remind you that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie, that may be included. Good night.
we do that, though, hey, Corey, do you remember when we were recording for Geek War Season 2? You mean the trivia game show all about geeky things? Yes. Yes, I do. What the heck is Geek Wars? <laughs> Wait, I ham that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say hell, but I don't mix just like cursing, so... <sighs> Episode. I wanted to be yes, respectful. That's a I wanted to be respectful of Mitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, so good. Uh, In all seriousness, Geek Wars sounds like something I would enjoy a lot. I never listened to it though. I should start. <laughs>